When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. It's Wednesday, so that can only mean one thing. You are listening to The Best in the World with Richard Parr, where we dissect what Olympic champions, world champions, world record holders and world number ones do to be the very, very best. On this week's show, we have a five-time Olympic champion swimmer, Nathan Adrian. Fantastic chat. I'll tell you more about that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is brought to you by Sportachino. It is a brand new sports breakfast show on Facebook Live every morning at 8am UK time. It's a fun discussion show all about sports, all about health, all about nutrition. There'll be guests, there'll be competitions, there'll be product reviews, there'll be quizzes and there will be lots of information and chat about the latest sports stories. And it is hosted by me, Richard Parr. Yes, I am promoting something I am involved with myself. It is Sportachino. The website has just launched. It's sportachino.com. But if I can ask you to do one thing, I would love you to like the Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash Sportachino. That's S P O R T U C C. I-N-O. The first episode is on October the 3rd, 2016. We will be at 8am every weekday morning, Monday to Friday. Don't miss it. And if you do miss it, of course, it'll be repeated on Facebook, but it will also be on YouTube. And if you love podcasts, which you clearly do because you're listening to The Best in the World with Richard Parr, it will also be available as an audio podcast on iTunes. Well, let's get back to talking about this week's podcast. The very, very great Nathan Adrian is on the show. Five-time Olympic champion swimmer from the United States. He swam in relays with Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte and all the other great American swimmers. And we talk about a whole load of things, in particular sleep, in particular, social media. Talking about social media, I actually asked my audience on Twitter at Richard underscore par if anyone had any questions for Nathan. And you'll see in today's show that I asked these questions. So if ever you see me put on Twitter that I've got a guest coming up 
and I'm asking for questions. I will say who you are and what your question is. If I like your question, I will use it on the show. So please be involved in the conversation. So that's my Twitter page at Richard underscore par. We also talk about Nathan's greatest achievements in swimming. We talk about how many calories he can have. And we even talk about the Nathan Adrian Drive. Yes, he's even had a road named after him, his own street. We talk all about that. So rather than me telling you all about what we talk about, let's listen to it. Let's listen to the very best in the world. Let's listen to Nathan Adrian. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Nathan Adrian, welcome to The Best in the World with Richard Parr. The Olympic Games finished just a few weeks ago now, so what have you been up to since? Uh, well, there's been a lot of traveling involved, <laughs> um, you know, here, there, uh, everywhere. I think uh, my record so far is spending three nights in my own bed at home. <laughs> Is that is that weird? Are you enjoying it, or do you actually want to just be at home or, and just relax, or is it kind of still the bit of the the post Olympics buzz? Uh, all of the above. Um, you know, there's some days where I'm like, oh man, like this is, you know, this is awesome. This is great. I love, I love, you know, just taking a little bit of time outside of just training. Um, and then there's other days where I'm in the pool and I'm like, man, like. You know, I, this is why I love this. You know, I, I love, I love to train. I love to try to get better. Um, so, you know, I guess it depends on the day or the, the, even the time of day when you ask me. Mm. Do you feel sluggish now when you get in the pool? Cause obviously when you're training for the Olympics, you're getting yourself to like an extreme level, probably the best you've ever been in your life. And then even just a few weeks later where you're probably not training as much, you're probably enjoying food, which you, you might not have been eating in, in the weeks leading up to the Olympics. Do you really notice it when you go in the pool? Yeah. You know, it's actually pretty surprising how, uh, how much, you know, you can just kind of regress in, in something as small as a month. Um, you know, it, what, what's crazy is it, it really teaches you how much, um, you know, daily life can affect your performance out, outside of the pool. Um, you know, I'm, I'm keeping myself pretty busy, you know, going from like 7 a.m. until, you know, whenever my day is over. So um, and then I try to fit training in, whereas when I'm training for the Olympics, for instance, I mean, my day revolves around practice. And when I'm not practicing, my day revolves around recovering. Um, so I can really focus in on, on my training and, and make sure that's the high point of my day. Whereas now I just kind of try to fit in, um, some overall fitness workouts in whenever I can. Mm. Well, let's go into a little bit more detail of those daily routines, those daily training plans and everything like that. But one thing I particularly want to go on is how much sleep do you get? Because you look at someone like Roger Federer now who's playing tennis still at such a high level. And I believe about a year ago when he was still competing high in slams, he was saying it's because he was getting 11 hours sleep per night. And it was this improvement in sleep which was helping him maintain his performance. Now, you say you're getting up at seven these days until your day ends. Now, when you have your day training and you have everything scheduled is it i go to bed at this time and i'm up at this time is that how it works for you normally yeah you know uh, i'd say i i do try to maintain some sort of um you know a, a schedule where i go to bed you know at the very latest at 10 o'clock um you know ideally it's before then by a good bit 
Um, even on days where I can sleep in the next day, I think it's, it's important to try to get to fall asleep at the same time, just because that's when your body's ready for sleep. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's so much, um, you know, there's so much momentum when it comes to, uh, something like sleep. And that's why it takes forever to get over jet lag when you go somewhere, you know? Mm. And what about screens? Are you staring at screens before you go to sleep, like your iPhone yeah. or TV and, or is that banned from your bedroom? Um, no, that's not necessarily banned. I mean, I definitely use that night shift function on, um, you know, on my iPhone, um, to help just lower a little bit of the blue light exposure. Um, I definitely wear in a good eye mask. Um, and I've gotten used to sleeping in earplugs just in case I ever need them. If I'm in a noisy hotel room or whatever, um, I find that that definitely helps a lot. Can you sleep anywhere? Can you be on a plane and sleep? Can you be on a train and a car or anything like that? Uh, not as well as I used to when I was a little bit younger. Um, you know, I was younger and smaller, so that certainly helped. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely, I, I can catch some, uh, some sleep in a lot of different places. So how was Rio for you? How was the whole experience? Obviously, it was your third Olympic Games. Did you achieve the goals that you'd set for yourself? You know, Rio was great. Um, I, had, I had a fantastic experience. Um, and, you, you know, when... When you necessarily say, did you achieve your goals? You know, I would have loved to come away with four gold medals, um, but I did come away with four medals. <laughs> so I guess when you, if you're looking for a binary answer, I guess no. But at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm not upset. You know, I, 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 put in, I put in the work. I put in the training I felt was necessary to try to go in there and compete. Um, and, and we did that, and we came away with four medals. Mm. I've already heard that you're definitely going to go to Tokyo, well, that you plan to go to Tokyo and work towards that. Will then that be added motivation, the fact that, like you said, in in a binary answer, no, you didn't achieve your goals. Is that going to really help you focus and set those goals? Is that going to motivate you more? Um. You know, I, I guess, I guess so. I've, I've never really needed, uh, you know, extra, extra motivation. I'm not one of those mm. guys. I, I, I love, I love the process. I love the sport. I love, you know, watching your hard work that you put in day in, day out, um, you know, ending up on, on the other side in manifesting themselves in improvements, you know? So it's not like I, I really need that, that one thing to really hold on to so that during tough practices I can, you know, grind it out a little better. It's, it's, I'm not, that's not necessarily how I work. Mm. Well, the Paralympian, Tanny Gray Thompson, who I think she was five, maybe six, I, I can't remember, uh, Paralympic Games. She said after every one, they then resit down and they decide, are we going to plan for the next four years and look at it a four year cycle? Now, at the moment, you're just relaxing, enjoying yourself and, you know, rightly so. When will you then start to think, OK, now we have to think about this next cycle and how will you do that? Will you sit down with your team or will you have things in your mind? Will will it be worked out year on year? How, how does that all work? Because obviously you've been to three Olympics, so you know a little bit about doing this. Um, you know, uh, that's another good question. I, I have definitely, we've definitely thought about some preliminary things. Um, I've had a sit down meeting with my coach and, and this break now is out of design. Um, we're going to slowly work our way back into competitions this fall. And, um, you know, I'd say in probably another three, four weeks or so is when I, I will find myself in what I consider full training. Um, but you know, the, the real emphasis and focus will probably start come January 1st. 
Um, and that's when we'll start really, you know, putting down and, and putting down a good regiment for training for long course and, and world championships this summer. Oh, great. So you've got a few more months just to relax and enjoy yourself. That's great. Um, yeah. With all, with all the accolades you've achieved and Hall of Fames you've been put in, one of the things I, I saw that you were awarded, I believe it was after your success in 2012, was that um, you had a street named after you in your hometown, the Nathan Adrian Drive. How, how did that feel? Is the street nice? Did they give you a nice street? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a great street. It has a nice little water view. It has a couple little houses on it. Um, you know, I I was honored by that, you know. I mean, it's it's been great, uh, the kind of support I get from my hometown. And, you know, even going back there this year after, um, after Rio, I got to look, you know, a bunch of kids in the eye in my in my high school auditorium and say hey listen you know i was i was literally in those same seats they haven't changed in 10 years oh, wow um you know so that that was something special to me where where i get to go back and say hey i was i was there um you know and and you know certainly if not necessarily in swimming but in whatever it is that they want to pursue or follow if, if they really follow it with a with a strong enough passion that they can achieve what they want hmm and of course, in the, in the last month or so, you've been able to do various media appearances. I believe you did something with Chelsea Handler. You did something with Vice. You're now on the prestigious Best in the World with Richard Parr show, of course. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but some of your teammates, such as Ryan Lochte and Michael Phelps, they get a massive amount of attention. How much do you enjoy it? And could you... Do you feel you could ever cope with the type of level of attention that they get? Uh, that's a great question, man. Um, I, that's I, and, and I couldn't answer it, you know, well enough to like at a satisfactory level unless I was there, right? Like, you know, I can mm. speculate all I want, and I, I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, it's like it's tough. Like with the the level that it's at right now you know, it's certainly not without its, its struggles for some days. Um, you know, sometimes I, I just want to eat dinner with my friends and not, not take a picture. Um, but you know, that, that certainly doesn't really happen these days. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned Michael Phelps and there was that famous video in the, uh, Olympic games of him prepare mentally preparing for the race where he just had the sternest, most focused face you've ever seen. And you've kind of got Chad Leclerc kind of dancing around, relaxed and everything like that. Now, every different athlete has their own mental preparation. Now, one of the things that I heard about you is that you don't like to necessarily listen to kind of music and because the Olympic experience is enough. But one thing I did hear is you like to listen to folk music. Is that right? Oh, folk music. Uh, oh, you know what? That is that is true. But it was it wasn't it, it certainly wasn't before race. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know that's more that's more of a de-stress thing. You know, it's like I'm I I, I was in my you know it, it was actually Olympic trials. Um, and Olympic trials is a very very stressful event. Like I don't know I don't know if I could really you know fully put it into words how stressful that entire experience is. You know, it's great. Don't get me wrong, but you know, with the the expectations of making the Olympic team are just pretty tough. Um, and to de-stress, you know, just listening to some folk, some slower folk music is just a way that you know that helps me de-stress. It's 
you know, today on the radio, all you hear is like hip hop and EDM and, and, you know, some sort of hybrid between the two. So, you know, I, I definitely, you know, to, in order to relax, had to listen to something that was a little bit more acoustic. So any particular folk artists you'd recommend? Uh, nothing in particular. Just like, you know, whatever, whatever pops up on the, on the Spotify radio. Okay, fair enough. And you said that it's to, to keep you calm and, and you've said in the, in the last month or so, you're kind of getting your arms pulled left, right and center, photo, this, that, the other. But being able to being able to do many different things at the same time is something you've always been able to do. Like you went to the University of California in Berkeley, studied public health. How were you able to juggle training and studying at the same time? Do you have any kind of like life hacks to help people trying to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's called compartmentalization. You just got to... You know, you got to focus on what, what the task is at hand. Um, and, and that's kind of the way I, I kind of approach everyday life. It's like, you know, hey, I, I have, um, you know, this interview, for instance. It's like I, I'm fully engaged in this interview. And then, and then after this, it's on to the next thing and then on to the next thing. And try to fully engage in whatever it is that you're, that you're, uh, you're going to be doing. And, um, you know, sometimes that, that multitasking for me, for instance, just never works. Like I can't, I can't do it at a really high level. So it's really just engaging in whatever you're doing. So then how important is it to have a team around you to help you with that? And, and how did you find some of the members of your team to help you do that? Oh, um, well, you know, it is important to be around a group of people that have a similar mindset. Um, otherwise, it's easy to get distracted and kind of kind of wonder, hey, am I doing the right thing? Um, whereas, you know, when you have a, a good group around you, you're just, you know, you're ready to go and, and, and you know that the entire group is focused on one goal and it's just kind of easier to do everything in, in a group like that. And honestly, I mean, I, I've had that group at Cal Berkeley. Um, you know, it's, it kind of has attracted that talent and, and that level of athlete that can aspire to be, um, you know, Olympians and Olympic champions. So I'm, I'm lucky that I can still be a part of that group. Mm. And you say you like to tackle each thing at a time. Now, one of the things I hear you're afraid of is actually open water, <laughs> because yeah. even though you're a, you're a swimmer, but you normally swim in a pool, you're you're afraid of open water. Have you ever tried to conquer that fear? You know, I'm actually in the process of doing that now. Um, I had a uh, I had a little swim in the lake, which is always a little bit easier, just because. You know, um, as, as scary as the potential idea of a lake monster is, um, <laughs> you know, they're definitely not sharks. Um, but even this is as recent as this morning. Uh, I was out in the ocean, obviously at, at more shallow depths um, and just playing in the waves a little bit. I find that each time I go in and each time I'm with my friends, um, I, I think that the, the fear just becomes just a little bit less. Um, as long as I'm not going, you know, exposing myself too much where, you know, it kind of becomes, a, a, it just kind of takes over. Um, so just a little exposure here and there. And, and I've, I've certainly found myself getting over it a little bit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. We'll be back with more from Nathan Adrian in just a moment, but I want to tell you that today's podcast is also brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash best. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. If you've listened to one of our many episodes before, you know this is a product that I personally use. And you also probably know that by using this code, by using this link, by using this free audiobook download and 30-day free trial, you are helping me because this is the sponsor and this helps produce this show for you every week to learn from the very best. So one more time, that link is audibletrial.com forward slash best for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial with audible.com. I tried it myself and I got hooked. I download a book every week that I listen to and I often recommend them to you here on The Best in the World with Richard Parr. Well, what I recommend is that we go back to our interview with Nathan Adrian because he has got lots of information that we can learn from. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Before we did this interview, I sent out a tweet to see if any of your fans had any questions uh, for you for the show. And I've got to say, one lady in particular, Chow Michaela, I think that's how you say it, she had a lot of questions for you. And so clearly (laughs) a, a big, big fan. Uh, some of them are great if you don't mind I might read some of them out because there's no point me asking people for for questions if I don't use any of them so let's let's go with this one Uh, love the Team USA carpool karaoke video what's your favourite Pokemon character and go to karaoke song ha favourite Pokemon character um shoot that's a that's a good question of course I am uh, more of an original Pokemon gamer. I had the original uh, red version when I was a kid on the big old Game Boy. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I was a I was a Charmander uh, guy myself. Um, so I, I I'll just go with the Charmander from the original from the original three that you got to choose. Um, 
And then shoot, what was the what was the other part of the question? Uh, what would be your go-to karaoke song? Oh shoot, go-to karaoke song. Um, I want to love somebody. Uh, Whitney Houston. That's always a good one. Oh wow, that's that's one of my favorite <laughs> songs ever. Um, I'm interested to to hear a male voice perform that. So, uh, <laughs> if if there's any paparazzi next time you're doing karaoke, I'd love to see that because uh, yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. Uh, more embarrassing for me, it's uh, Enrique Iglesias' "Hero." So uh, yeah, oh, bit, oh, bit of a ballad. Good. You know, getting down on the knees and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> another question from Chow Michaela is: How does social media fit into the life of an Olympic athlete like yourself, and what's your approach to it? Um, I think that's kind of a uh, you know an individual question. Um, you know, I, I couldn't necessarily answer that for anybody else other than myself. Um, and it's. It's interesting, right? Social media is, is there's a balance between sharing what you find is important um, and, and just oversharing. You know, I don't, I don't think anybody wants to know, like, you know, what I'm doing every second of every day of, of my life. But just tidbits here and there, just kind of a glimpse into what we're doing. Um, you know, when it comes to swimming, you know, what we're doing in the weight room or what we're doing in the pool to try to help us get better. And then, you know, just a little bit outside of that to try to just you know, have a good time and, and share, share a little bit outside of that, you know, very specific world with, with, you know, your followers. So, you know, for me, I, I try to, I try to, you know, have somewhat of a consistent presence, although lately, um, you know, I, I know I've certainly uh, not been as quite as good. Um, but, you know, I think social media is a really fun world where you get to know, you know, people on, on different levels than you were ever able to get to know them, um, you know, before you know it came out mm, it really does help connect the world well i'll take two more questions from the twitter uh, i hate that term from the twitter but i've said it anyway uh firstly <laughs> one serious <laughs> it's just twitter um one serious and then one a bit more fun so the serious one is your thoughts on the recent hack and leak of olympians medical records such as simone biles serena williams and things like that oh man well i mean the, the the truth is, I mean, that WADA has a, um, you know, a protocol and, you know, all of us know that protocol. It's, it's like these hackers are trying to expose that we're, we're taking some sort of performance enhancing drugs, but you know, there's, there's a reason that, that Simone, for instance, has a prescription for that medication. She's diagnosed with ADHD, like, you know, it's, and I, I don't know, I, it's, it's not something that, you know, she was really hiding. I don't think necessarily from the world. It's, it's just kind of how we go about, um, you know, drug testing. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting, uh, I don't know, thing and in, in, in how they are spinning that, um, and trying to, you know, draw parallels between that and something like state sponsored or what could potentially be state sponsored doping. All right, let's let's get a little bit more um, less serious uh, with the last one from Twitter, and I'm assuming you like this series. Uh, favorite Game of Thrones character, and thoughts on the abbreviated upcoming season. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm bummed out about the abbreviated upcoming season, um, but you know, I, I think I think that you know anything that they they choose is going to be what's best for, you know, the series as a whole. It's not like they're just like, 
you know, abbreviating the season because they're running out of money. You know, everybody loves Game of Thrones. It's like they're making sure that they're telling the story in the way that the author and the producers want to tell a story. So that's fine with me. Um, and then favorite Game of Thrones character, you know, I, I think Jamie Lannister has like so many different layers to him mm. um, that, that I find that really interesting. I mean, especially as you rewatch it, like he was just such a villain at first. And then, you know, he comes around and, and just, you know, proves to be very misunderstood. Um, and then obviously Jon Snow, you know, you can't, you, you, you just have to root for Jon Snow. Everyone loves Jon Snow. I, I like da- Daenerys as well and Tyrion Lannister. Uh, have you heard any of the interviews with Jamie Lannister when he's doing his, uh, his normal voice? I think he's from Denmark or one of the Scandinavian no, countries. He sounds completely different. I think they do an interview of him on the Nerdist podcast and it just completely throws you. It's that it's pretty awesome. confusing. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, no, it's 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 very very interesting. So I just want to go back to your routine and your training and everything like that because before the Olympics started, I, I read an article of what the top Olympians eat, and one of the things I, I read is we mentioned your teammate Ryan Lochte earlier is that I read that for him, because he's swimming so much, he can have as many carbs as he likes for dinner and it can be McDonald's and Burger King and things like that. Is that true for a top swimmer like yourself? Can you pretty much eat anything and and do you? Um, you know, that's, that's again, an individual question. Um, and I, I guess... Kind of, but not really. <laughs> you know, there's there's really just no time in my life, even when I'm training extraordinarily hard, that I need to ingest like over a thousand calories at one time. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I may be burn. I'm burning a ton of calories like through the day, no doubt. Like yesterday on my little uh, my little tracker, I mean, without even without even tracking two of my swims throughout the day because it's not waterproof yet, um, I I got over like five thousand calories. You know, so, so, you know, we can eat a lot, but there's just no reason that, that I eat that many calories in one sitting. So the more I can spread it out, the better. Um, obviously the more, um, you know, whole grains and and complex carbs that I get throughout the day, you know, I feel that's better. Simple carbs definitely have their time and their place though. You know, like people have kind of made sugar the enemy, um, in, in a lot of ways, but that's, that's not necessarily the case for an athlete where, you know, we're, we're going to a, a point of glycogen deprivation uh, or depletion, I mean, um, wh- where we need that sugar. You know, we, we need that sugar to fuel our muscles. So, you know, there, it, again, it, it has its time and its place. So how does your day start when it comes to food? What do you have for breakfast? Um, you know, usually some, some oatmeal with some frozen, uh, frozen berries and, then, you know, uh, this is when I'm really on top of the game. Honestly, right now my, my fridge and my pantry is quite empty, uh, unfortunately. But uh, you know, uh, sorry, oatmeal, frozen berries, flax seeds, chia seeds, and then maybe some source of protein. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to hit anywhere from like 10 to 20 grams of protein uh, before that morning swim. Hmm. Now, what what type of protein? Actual meat? You'll you'll have like a little bit of steak or something, or will it be like a protein <laughs> shake? No, no, no. I mean that that just that just varies. It's, it's definitely not meat unless I, you know, I'm really desperate and uh, and and have something in the fridge that I can warm up really quick. It's just something quick, you know. It's, you know, a hard boiled egg here or there, or it's just you know if I don't have time, it'll be like a core power or something. 
Mm. And you've had so much success throughout your career. You broke the world record in the 4 by 100 meters freestyle when you went to the, the Olympics in 2008 in Beijing. And then your one individual gold was at the London 2012 Olympics in the 100 meters freestyle. What would you say is your most proudest medal and achievement? You know, actually, I'd, I'd have to say the 4 by 100 freestyle relay from 2012. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, from 2016. Um, you know, I got to I got to see and experience the 2008 relay, but I was only on the prelims of that one. Um, so it was like it was really awesome, but it was also um, you know I was like, man, I I love that, but I I really like to be on the final. Um, so you know, fast forward 2012, I was on the finals, and and we weren't necessarily we were just racing to get a medal. You know, everybody had kind of counted us out. Uh, we were just racing to try to get on the podium and we got silver and it was a close race. So we were like, yeah, you know what? Like I am proud of that. And I still am proud of the way that team USA uh, raced for the gold in, in that 2012 race. But you know, 2016 was, was really special because we had definitely been counted out. Um, you know, 2015 came along our world championships. We were, you know, we were just bad, you know, there's no two ways about it. We were not where team USA uh, should have been at that point. We didn't even make finals. So you know, with with that happening, I, I remember I remember saying to some reporters at that point, I was like, "Listen, like that this just happened, but don't count us out. We got a lot of young guys that are still at home. Uh, you know, we had left Michael Phelps off of that team, and that was unfortunate. We could have used him, um, but you know, we'll be back next year competing. And uh, you know, the way that people were looking at me, you, you know, you, I, I'm not sure if they believe me or not. But then come 20, 2016, um, you know. It was myself, Michael, and, and two two young athletes that just absolutely stepped up um, and, and knocked it out of the park and, uh, and had great legs on that relay. Well, Nathan, this has been a fantastic chat. Thank you so much for your time. I'll let you go and concentrate on your next thing you've got lined up. Just before you go, maybe give our listeners your uh, contact details on Twitter and social media so people can continue to follow uh, your amazing career in life. Great, thank you. It's uh, Nathan G. Adrian uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And then if you just search up uh, Nathan Adrian on Facebook, just look for the uh, fan page with the blue check mark. Well, thank you so much for that, Nathan Adrian. Thank you for being the best in the world. And thank you for having me. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Thanks again to Nathan Adrian for appearing on The Best in the World with Richard Parr. It was nice to have a little bit more light-hearted questions in there, such as Game of Thrones, such as karaoke, such as Pokemon. Uh, it's the kind of things that I like. I think Nathan and I are pretty similar in, in age and years, both 80s childs. So there was that uh, rapport that we had on those type of things of course the main point of this show is to learn from the very best about the one percent differences that they do to become the very best and we got that with nathan as well so a really well-rounded chat from the very very best from the world of swimming if you like the show do me a favor go on itunes give me a rating and review it'll take you like two minutes i, I tweeted a video the other day showing exactly how you can do it. It's pretty easy. My Twitter's at Richard underscore par. I'll probably retweet it again. I might even make my own video for you guys so you know exactly how to do it. It's really easy and it really helps the show. Also, 
If you're not following me on Twitter, then do that. But if you're not following us on Facebook, please like the Facebook page. It's Best in the World with Richard Parr. And, you know, you can listen to us on iTunes and also on Stitcher, but also on our website, richardparr.net. There's also a contact page there if you want to get in touch. I'm interested to hear what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, and who you'd like to have on it so we can continue to learn from the greatest sports stars on the planet. Okay, that's all from me this week. I'll be back next Wednesday. Take care. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 